There comes a time in every person's life when you realise it's not about doing what you are told, but doing what you know is right for you. Let us take a journey of learning and discovery with the world's most successful people who are living the life of their dreams, walking through life using their inner wisdom and being of service to others. Forget exams, grades and test scores. What is your purpose? As we let go of what we think should be and learn from our elders to gain knowledge, inspiration and a true sense of who we are. What are your dreams? Does your life have meaning? Are you living a life of significance? Let's talk with today's guest. Hello and welcome as we spend some more time together on the Learning on Fire podcast. Today I'm talking to Hani Mura. Hi Hani, thanks for joining me and let's explore the journey of who you are. Hey Mark, thanks for having me here. Um, my name is Hani Mora. I live in Toronto, Canada. I'm a dad of two girls, lovely girls, and uh, I call myself a softwarepreneur. I, I'm, I love creating software and I love solving problems, so I kind of came up with this term called softwarepreneur, which basically means I create apps for people in the podcasting live streaming space. So I'm an app creator. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and, what, and let, let, let's de- delve into that a little bit. What sort of apps are they and what, what are you helping people solve? Yeah, I'm helping people automate some of the tasks when it comes to doing podcasts and getting your podcast out to different channels. So podcasting is more of an audio, primarily an audio platform. It helps getting audios into videos and putting them on channels like YouTube and Facebook. So more people can listen to them a lot easier than having to download an app or listen on their phone. So it just gives it gives a person creating the content more exposure and it gives people more opportunities for people to listen to your stuff. And basically the whole software is designed to help automate a lot of these tasks because it, it can take time. It's very tedious and time consuming. And and how, why software? How, how did you get into software? Was that a passion of yours sort of from day one or or did it solve a problem that you were actually having to experience and you sort of went out a bit from that direction? Actually, a little bit of both. Um, I've I've always been a computer guy growing up as a kid. I've always been on a computer. I've been fortunate to have my dad to have a computer way back and just letting us play on it, just expose us to computers in general. So I was always been kind of a techie computer guy, and I loved it. It was so fun. Um, and then going into high school, I didn't really know what to do with that, and I just I don't know how I got into go. I, I studied software engineering when I went to university, but in high school I didn't really know. What I wanted to do, I wanted something technical, something with computers. Um, my brother went into more of the engineering direction, and 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 I guess I kind of followed his steps a little bit to go into the engineering. And then in your second year of university, that's when you kind of have to pick which direction of engineering. And I don't know, I just something about software kind of stuck, computer or software stuck with me, so I just went with it. And you know, I didn't know if I would like it or not, but you know, I, now I do. Um, but yeah. It just kind of worked out, but I knew I wanted something technical, something in the engineering space. And that really is the key, isn't it, in terms of just actually going with the area that you like, the kind of, yeah. or, or at least knowing what you don't like. So, you know, you're going to be doing that rather than doing an art degree or, or anything like that. And it's just some people sort of, you know, from the moment they're sort of five, it's like, yes, I was always going to be X, Y or Z. And I managed to sort of um, achieve that by the time I was 17. And then the, the majority of us, it's that kind of I like this area of, of, of life in the way that is. And I'll just gradually bit by bit sort of meander my way until all of a sudden something just inside you says, actually, that's the way forward that's what i'm really passionate about exactly exactly and i always loved video too as a kid growing up i always loved making videos so i knew like i didn't know it then but i knew probably about four or five years ago i'm like i'm doing software 
software as a tool, really. Like I used Tree software as a tool to kind of expose my passions and build all my passions. And my passion was video. And that's how I got into building my own uh, video app before. It was actually a WordPress plugin uh, way back in the day, about four or five years ago. So, yeah, I, you know, I, when you're growing up, you don't know what I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Got the education and then still I didn't know what to do with that. And you know, I wanted to go into become a software engineer. Uh, and then later on, a little bit later on in my life, after been working for a while, then I realized like I have a passion for video. Let's explore that passion and how to use my skills for software, my passion video, and how to merge those two. And it, it kind of evolved um, with doing that, but also as solving a problem for myself. So it's that's why I was saying it was a little bit of both early on because I use my skills, my passion to solve my problem, and then it, it grew from there. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And 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 so, what does your life look like now? I mean, I guess sort of practically day to day. I mean, it, you know, it sounds like you don't have a job per se, but yet you've got this fantastic business which is <laughs> helping us all in, in yeah. the tech space. Um, and and how's that different from sort of your experiences as you were growing up? Yeah, actually, yeah, not many not many people do this. I know this actually, but I do. I still do have a a job as well in the software space. So I'm kind of doing. I'm still growing this uh, business, kind of, quote unquote, on the side. Right. Um, but um, it's basically my life. It, it shifted. So when I first graduated from university, uh, you know, I went the traditional route. I got went to school, got my degree, and got a job, and worked for a company. And I was enjoying what I was doing. I was learning a lot, and that was the key: uh, is learning on the job. It's not learning the technical stuff. It's learning the more about what it is. I was. I was a software manager for a company that I work for. I still work for. Um, so you learn from job experiences. You learn a lot about real life. Not what you learn in school is more technical. Uh, here we learn about real, you know, how do you do a software? How do you manage software? How do you maintain software? What teams you need? That kind of stuff. So I've been doing that for many, many years. And then slowly I was kind of getting that itch to create something on my own. And that's something I didn't know I, when I was younger. I didn't know I had that. Uh, itch of creating i know i'd like to create videos and you know i i had that creative side to me but i never thought i would be starting my own business it wasn't something like oh, as a kid i had lemonade stand and i wanted to create a business <laughs> I, I wasn't like that i was like i knew i wanted to get a job and you know get a degree get a job and that's how my, my parents taught us and that's how they did it my dad was an engineer it's that's how it was that's that's how it was for me and i was that was i was okay with it i had no problem with it but then later on after many years of working i thought I had this itch to create something like I, I know how to do it now. I've been ex- exposed to it through my job and I have the skill set. I just want to give it a go. And that's kind of how it started. I just I just had to try. If I didn't try, I would have regretted it. Yeah. So uh, I didn't try my first software. I did cut back my hours uh, to like four days a week just to give myself a little bit of space to work on this side project. Um, about, I guess about five years ago now. And uh, it's been it's been great. It's been a great experience doing doing both. Challenging, but it's been great. And I'm glad I did it that way. Not jump the ship from you know drop my job and start my software business, but kind of doing both together, cutting back some hours, learning from the job and applying it to my business. And what I really like about that is it's 
there there is a natural progression sometimes isn't there like you say it's not about jumping ship and just deciding i want to be an entrepreneur or i want to do something online or I, I want to create something brand new and then just sort of literally going left field and doing something different there is often just a natural progression between your learning your understanding your work experience and actually just seeing how you can just slightly move the needle a little bit to change your life from it looking exactly like this or maybe working for someone to actually having a bit more control having some extra income um having that creativity to develop your own thing and also you know that that can take you into a whole world of uh of interest and 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 sort of self-reliance as well like i say which sort of frees up your time and frees up your 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 mental capacity to it's not it's not always that you're getting out of a situation that you really don't like it's just that Mm -hmm. you're able to expand into a new life and i think that's the key to sort of being happy and successful is that when you've got that control in that understanding then it doesn't have to be massive shifts it can just be small increments just bit by bit and i absolutely love that i think it's a great great experience there um yeah so so what was valuable about your actual school experience uh, for me, I mean, you know, I learned technical stuff. You know, I learned software engineering, learned about software coding and that kind of stuff. I'm actually don't do a lot of coding now myself. So those skills came in handy when I got my job in the beginning. Even then, I only used them for a couple of years, one or two years, and I got promoted to a manager, and I had to learn a whole different skill set. So what I what I kind of look back and I talk to my younger cousins and you know you know people in the younger generation and then they ask me the same question like what do you learn from school should i go to school do i learn from school to me it's i learned how to think and how to solve problems um whatever you're in you you're in a situation in university where you don't know you know you're in a new space you're trying to consume all this new information in very short time and four years is a lot of information to consume <laughs> um so basically i was like i look back i learned how to how to think and and it just trained my mind how to think and how to solve problems and then i used that skill you know my job and also in my business as well so that's kind of my biggest takeaway and i really i really like the the idea that actually i think especially when you've been in school for a long time so you know, if we sort of talk back to when you're at sort of primary school here or sort of and then sort of high school and and that kind of thing it's just that you know you go because you have to and um and it's just part and parcel of your life and then you can see why some children sort of struggle with the idea of just being told you have to do x you have to do y you have to learn this you have to learn that and i think as we do then start to get older that idea that actually beyond that we have some control not only in terms of what we're studying but also the fact that we're, we're learning more about ourselves and then using the tools and the learning experience around to expand what we want and actually take the direction that we can so i think yeah that whole idea of learning how to think is is, is brilliant because it then just means that you're using the education that you're doing for your own benefit rather than that sense that you have to go and do it exactly exactly um and out of, out of those experiences, you know, which teachers do you remember and, and what was it about them that really sort of sticks in your mind? Yeah, I'll be honest. I was you know, thinking about this question. I, I, there's not one teacher that really stuck out or, or taught me something. I just, it's just the whole experience of going through school. It's just, you know, you're challenged by consuming a lot of information and, and trying to process it all. And just, you know, I learned from colleagues how to like manage stress levels and how to, you know, control, don't freak out. It's all going to be okay. And there's, I don't have to have one good teacher, but I always just always look back to my dad and just say, you know, he always, he always worked hard like, ever since. Well, even now <laughs> he's still working hard. Um, and he just had that work ethic. Like, just don't give up. You just, you know, you got something to do. You got a problem to solve. You got a degree to get. You just, you just make it happen, work hard and make it happen. So I kind of credit my dad for that. Uh, just through his example 
Yeah, and, and I guess that sort of takes us on to you know who do you admire and, and when we, when you were young would that would that be your dad or was there someone else as well? Yeah, I admired my dad, but I, I was I had this I, I took a note here, mental note, said all right. Uh, when I was young, like when I was probably in maybe like a teenager, pre teenager, I was just like somebody. Like, I loved basketball. I always enjoyed watching basketball. I'd just watch every single game on there as much as I could, and I just always enjoyed watching Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal. He just he just dominated the court like he's this big dude he just dominated and I just I like the fact that he would go for a dunk he'd like rip down the net like I don't know something about Shaq I admire when I was a kid I was like man I want to be like Shaq. I want to dominate like <laughs> whenever I whatever I do right I want to think of more basketball when I was younger but you know I never got into you know sports that too too much but when I was younger it was basically you know sports figures I was like all right Shaq is good he's he's the guy I always love watching him enjoyed watching him he was entertaining he also dominated his game he was really good at just taking control of the game um but you know down the road of course you know after you grow up that, that phase it just i was my dad was the person i was looked up to and said right, you know he i still go to him for help now and hey i need help with this and he's always he's always there to help and he just seems to know everything <laughs> know <laughs> yeah. everything and um and i admire that of course yeah and i guess it is that experience thing isn't it you know no matter how old you are or even what skill sets you think you are there's always other things that you can learn and things that yeah. you need help with and I think having that ability to ask for help and just sort of be honest and say you know this is what I need now um what what advice can you give and uh, and I think yeah I think often that sort of inner family is 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 a safe place but also you know a, a very sort of integral place of where you can actually go and ask that and I guess that that has a really impact in big impact on you isn't it just knowing that Oh, of course. Yeah, even now, like I'm saying, even like nowadays, I call up my dad if I need some help with something. He just always seems to know the answer, or at least direct me in the answer, in the way to go. So you know, I'm very fortunate to live. Parents live close by, and you know they're available to help. It just yeah, it's very comforting, and just and it's you know I look at that for me to to be like my dad for my kids as well. Like when they get older, uh, I always want to be there for them and just see. I want to. I want to, to them, I want to appear like I know everything or at least guide them in the right direction. Because that's how my dad was. He always seemed to have an answer. Right? Yeah. He never say, oh, I don't know. Go figure it out. He would just say, you know, he would guide you in the direction. Even if he didn't know the exact answer, he would guide you in the right direction. Yeah. And, and, and the thing that just struck me there, which I'm not sure I'd really clocked before, is, is the fact that, of course, these important people in our lives, they know us best as well. So not only do they either have the answer or can guide us, but they know how to deliver it to us so that we get the most out of it. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's can be the same in our sort of professional space as well. As we start to trust and um, let the people in around us and actually be honest and have those conversations, the more people know us, then the, the better advice that we can receive because they can actually deliver those sorts of bits of advice in a way that we can really take on board. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you know, you know your kids best, right? So, I'm always looking to help my kids the same way, like just deliver the message in a way that they understand, right? You know, right now they're six and nine, and it's you know you got to deliver it a little bit different for each of them, and as they get older, you got to deliver the message a little different, and yeah, so definitely something you learn from your parent. I'm learning from my dad and and mom, of course, and uh, just want to apply that to my children as well. Yeah, sounds awesome. Sounds really great. What was the best piece of advice you've ever been given, and who was it that gave it to you? Um, I would say this is more recent. I'm probably when I say recent, like in the probably three, four, or five year range. It's and uh, it's basically don't be afraid to fail. Like don't be afraid, afraid to try, and don't be afraid to fail. I'm always a bit of a perfectionist sometimes. You know, a lot of people are. I think they don't want to. They don't want to try something because they're afraid to look bad or 
they they, they don't if they fail how they're gonna go tell their parents or their friends so they don't they don't take that first step and you know i i didn't start myself my own software stuff for a very long time i i, I pushed off i pushed off I, I delayed delayed but yeah the main message was once i got into it i did have failures and and it was it was a struggle in the beginning because i didn't know what i was doing but then i learned that it happens to everybody everybody struggles in the beginning everybody fails in the beginning and failing is not such a strong word but really it's it's part of the learning process it's how you react after if you learn from it and you adjust and you try again with a different angle that's the way to go if you see failure like all right this is not meant to be i'm going to stop here then you're not you know you're not learning from your mistakes and that's what you need to do is you need to try you need to fail or make mistakes. I don't say failure is kind of a strong word. Make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes, and the key is to learn from them. And because if you don't try, you don't make mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. And it's basically a podcast. I remember hearing this over and over in the entrepreneurial space from different podcasts, and uh, it just kind of resonated with me after a while. After doing it myself, I was like, oh wow, you're right. Like you just gotta you gotta make a mistake. No one's gonna get it right the first time. And I think you know even going back um, like we're talking about our children and, and how we how they deal with us and, and what we say to them I think there's something incredibly powerful about what they learn about the way that we go about doing it and I think actually walking the walk as it were rather than just talking the talk if I can put it that way is, is really yeah. key isn't it they, they, they can see I've started something new that didn't work I've done something else I learned from this and I've adapted it to that and now I'm trying and then you can and they can actually see you doing that they can actually follow that journey and it's not just about a piece of advice you were then given it's about actually learning through your experiences in in, in real life yeah and it, it's, it's a great point about, about kids like i always try to tell my kids um you know don't be afraid to try things but at the same time we need to show them that we're trying things and not just not just say it we need to show them with our actions as well so i'm trying to be more deliberate about saying oh remember when you know when i tried this it didn't work out so well I just kind of explain to them and then they know that it's not just us trying to you know pitch advice to them it's just this is how we we believe in this advice and we we do it with our own actions as well so yeah that's a very very good point and yeah and I, i'm trying I, to be sorry no I saying, I'm, I'm trying to be more conscious about it to try to do that in front of my kids so that they learn that it's okay to try and it's okay to make mistakes that's the only way you learn and what there's a, there's a phrase in there which I really like was actually being deliberate about something and I think that's true in terms of things that you do and things that you don't as long as you're deciding you're doing x y or z for a reason and with a purpose and no matter what the outcome of that happens to be then you feel like you're actually in control of your life you know you know I am going to start my software company because I've got a niche and I really want to do it or I'm not going to take that degree because I'm pretty sure that my focus should be somewhere else or you know like I say that there's there's always an opportunity in cost because what you can do means you lose something else but that's quite a powerful thing to learn as well and I think what you said there being deliberate about it is a is a really great message for for us all all to take on board of, uh, as we're listening to this it's fantastic what advice would you give your younger self now? Um, along the same lines is basically start sooner. I, I, I don't regret, but I, I wish I did start sooner when I was younger um, to explore this itch and explore this, this need to create and um, you know just explore my passion of creating things, uh, especially in the software space. Um, yeah, I was hesitating. I, I just kind of took the easy way out. I always told myself, oh, nobody knows who I am. Like, why am I creating software uh, in this selling software? Who's going to buy it? Nobody knows or 
trusts me or knows anything about me. Like, how am I, how am I going to get my foot in the door? And that's the reason why I just, again, I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to look bad in front of my parents or in front of friends or, so I just kept, I just kept pushing it off. So yeah, start sooner. The sooner you start, the sooner you learn what to do and what not to do. And, and you'll know if, like if, you know, you'll know this is for you or not. Like you might, some people might like the idea of creating something or starting a business or, or whatever it is. And then once they get into it, of course there's challenges, but then we'll get to the point where maybe this is not for me. And that's, that's fine. That's a lesson you learn. Uh, it's better to know that sooner than later. So whatever it is you want to do or you're thinking of doing, get your foot in there and try it sooner. Um, you just, you know, it might open up more opportunities for you. You might change you know, your direction in life as well when you feature, if you start sooner. Yeah, big takeaway. What what are you waiting for? And I can certainly um, relate to that in in my life in my life as well. Mm-hmm. What what are you waiting for? And there's usually not an answer to that other than that you're scared, like you say, or you're putting it off. So absolutely, go for it today. No, absolutely. And yeah, you're always like, there's no right, no perfect time, like no perfect time to have kids, no perfect time to start something. It's just you just gotta start it. And I remember starting my blog before I got into software, I was doing a lot of blogging. I think I started my blog when my first daughter was born. I remember like writing a blog post with like an infant in one hand, the laptop <laughs> on my lap on the other. And you know, it wasn't the perfect time, obviously, <laughs> but I said, Hey, I, I, I got to get my foot in the door. And actually by doing the blog and starting a blog about video got me into the whole video space and then eventually got me into the software space. Uh, so, you know, just that small action of starting a, a blog, even if it wasn't the perfect time, got me to, you know, led me to this direction and to where I am today. So, you know, the sooner you start, the sooner the path will start kind of forming. For I think that's that's a really great lesson is the fact that the path often emerges, doesn't it? And and the, the quote, if you know, you don't need to see the whole staircase to, to mm-hmm. take the first step is that that kind of scenario is a really important one to take away. If, as long as something within you is telling you to do it and you know yeah. where to, how to take that first step, the rest of it will emerge. And, and also what you think is your perfect idea now will be different in six months time anyway. So that is so, so true. So, so true. The path changes so quickly. Uh, but you need to take action for it, for the path to come in front of you. If you just sit still, the path will not, you know, you can't wait for the path to just show up. That's so true. From my experience in the past many years now, um, that's 100% true. What does your future look like? Um, I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing because I'm creating software and I'm in a space that I love and I enjoy it. I'm making a lot of friends and meeting a lot of people in the space. I just love being in this space. So to me, it's just in the probably the first in the past five years or so i was releasing new software probably every year at least once a year something something new a new piece of software to solve a different problem um that's very exciting that was exciting for me and coming out new but i was always in the same space the podcasting space you know the live streaming video space um now i look at it differently i'm like how do i add like with my latest tools i say how do i add more value in this tool to existing customers and and to existing uh, content creators without having to create something new. So that's my focus now is just growing, focus on growing what I have, adding more tools in the toolbox instead of creating something new. Because creating something new takes a lot of energy. Um, and I just feel like I have a good platform now with my latest tool and I want to grow that, basically grow that software to be something that can really help and just take automation to a whole new level so um yeah my future is you know it's in the software space it's it's not 
creating new things but expanding on what i have right now and and i'm excited i have a lot of things down the pipeline and you know, i'm really enjoying i enjoy what i'm doing and i think I enjoy, it's it's the people also as well like the people i'm in a space doing creating software which i enjoy i mean i have a team as well just keep that in mind like i don't do the development um, because i know deep inside that's not what i love to do i love to create but not necessarily build the stuff with my hands or with with the code so you know i i learned that over the years from experience so i started you know getting more people to help me out and work on the team together but to me it's like i'm in a good building stuff i love and in a space where i love the people and i love i love the problems because i love solving these problems so yeah i'm i see myself being here for a while yeah it sounds perfect and i think that's the that's the key that we all listening want to achieve it's that kind of I love where I am now. I can see where I think I'm going to develop. I'm using more of what it is that I know. Um, and then the rest of it, like I say, takes care of itself. You're surrounded by people you enjoy being with. You're creating things you enjoy doing and you're you're using what you've got already and, and then your future just develops. And I think that, yeah, that was really nicely put. I think we can all relate to that. So finally we come to it's what podcast, book, video, film, song or other resource, and I guess it might be more than one of those, has had the biggest impact on your life and, and why was that? Yeah, to me the it was a, it was a one podcast that I was listening to a lot of podcasts when I was getting into when I was getting into my software business and I basically narrowed it down to one podcast. After a while, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to focus on one. It was called it's it's I still listen to it. It's called Startups for the Rest of Us, and and the reason why I picked that one is because it was very specific. It's almost like they were talking to me directly. Um, it's two software developers who were both working on software, um, and and I was working on software at the time, getting into it. And they were just talking about their experiences. And there's something about listening to somebody talk about experience. You feel like, you feel two things. A, you're learning from someone who's done it or is going through it. And so I enjoyed that. But also, like, you feel like they're talking to you. Like, you can relate to them because you're in the same space. Uh, not same space. You're doing the same kind of thing. And they're, like, a few steps ahead of you because they've already built their software. They've already started to market it. So you're learning from their mistakes and then also learning from what they're doing right and i really enjoyed i really like i it made a huge difference i would listen to it every week religiously at the gym i listened to it at home in the car it didn't matter and, and the thing that i liked about it is that they were real like they were, they were talking about their real experiences and there's something about that that's very powerful when you're going through something and you're listening to a podcast or reading a book and you feel like well, I'm in that same boat, but these guys are about, you know, a year or so ahead of me or two years ahead of me. Like, this is perfect. I'm following their journey, seeing how my journey will, will evolve and learning from their mistakes. So that's, that's been a huge, 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 huge thing for me. And, and it's funny because what they taught, there's something specifically they taught in that podcast from their experience is start small and, and go big. So if you're in this case, if you're starting a software app, software business, don't don't try to build something huge. You know, start with a WordPress plugin or or a small iPhone app or something like that, and then get the experience, learn if you like it or not, and then grow into something bigger. And that's I learned that from them, and that's what I did. I was more in the WordPress space, and it evolved into kind of my own web web application. So, you know, t- listening to somebody who's been through an experience is is very powerful, very helpful. And the thing I like the most about that, I mean, 
uh, being a podcaster myself and everyone listening is listening to a podcast so uh, you 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 hope that it is that sort of personal touch which which people really identify with um and and i think that our whole idea of learning through a podcast and i've been the same i mean learning how to produce a podcast how to create a podcast how to be involved in the podcasting world none of it i was taught at school i was taught by mm-hmm. people like you say literally a year or two or three or four years ahead who've been through it who are sharing their experiences and it's a very different sort of relationship isn't it than the, the teacher and, and school learning kind of field and I think that, that yeah. there's um in, in this day and age it works so nicely because even if you're still at school and you're sort of having to experience that more traditional way of, of learning all this is still open to you you can actually find these things and meander through and learn the things that you really want to and follow those things and like I say start small you find someone that you really like in, or a topic that you're really into and then from there the world's your oyster and uh, I, I think the way you put that in terms of that personal relationship and that journey of learning I think is, is brilliant and uh, certainly for me I, podcasts are such a big part of my life now that that really is a, a, a key thing to explore for people yeah and you feel like you feel like you feel like you know the people. I feel like I know these guys who are talking. I've never met them. I may, maybe exchange a few tweets or something once in a while, but I feel like I've known them because I've learned so much from them. I've been through their journey as I'm going through my journey. So yeah, that's to me like that's from a business perspective. Those like not business from like where I am now compared to five years ago. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, I would have probably made a lot more mistakes uh, if not if not try if not listen to this podcast. It's gonna help me, you know. Of course, I've made mistakes, but it helped me guide me in the right direction. So I really enjoyed this one podcast. And for me, it, I would listen to a lot of podcasts. And I, when I wanted to really focus, I turned off a few other podcasts for a while and then just listened to the one because it was it was directly impacting what I was. It was directly where I wanted, where I was, and where it was helping me through my journey right now. So I really enjoyed it. Fantastic and. What's the best way that people can find out more about you? Where can they go online um, j- just to really sort of dive a bit deeper if they want to or, or make some kind of connection? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, just my, I have a website. It's basic, basic site just has my, my you know, few links to my blog, my Facebook, and kind of some of the software stuff. It's just at hanimora.com. So it's H-A-N-I-M-O-U-R-R-A.com. And uh, yeah, you can connect on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, see some of the tools out there just learn more about me and my journey and i also got a blog on there but it's, i'll be honest it's a bit outdated but yeah i'd be happy to connect and on twitter or facebook that's absolutely brilliant um thank you hanny for for sharing your wisdom and allowing us to learn from your experiences my pleasure thanks for having me on Thank you to Hannah for a great conversation. I hope you really enjoyed listening. Um, to get his show notes and all the details that we've been talking about, go to educationonfire.com and in the search bar, just write Hannah and his show notes will pop up for you. I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank NAEP, the National Association for Primary Education, who are our sole sponsor for this show and for all of the Education on Fire podcast network. Um, and their aim is to achieve a higher priority for education from children from birth to 13. Um, they believe that young children are not simply preparing for the future but they're living a never to be repeated time of their life and the best way to learn is to live and I think that's something we can all share and as we've been talking in these interviews can really identify with so thanks for listening and I look forward to chatting to you soon thanks for listening to the learning on fire podcast for more information please visit educationonfire.com and follow the links from the homepage.
education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.